beginning. Downtown, Peco Park, a new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby said she wanna go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that. And good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 165 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. Today, we got a good, juicy topic to discuss. Juan Soto to the Padres, question mark? We'll see. That's the latest report from Buster Only, is that the Washington Nationals may be compelled to deal Juan Soto ahead of the August 2nd 2022 Major League Baseball trade deadline. Before we get to that topic, again, I am Ben Fadden, your host. I hope you subscribe to this YouTube channel, Talking Friars on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, turn on those post notifications so you don't miss any content that I put out. Episode 164 with Heath Bell is out now. Talked about the bullpen and his career. Uh, Just the Padres right now, the National League West. Heath Bell's best teammates, his all-star game experiences. uh, Watching Aegon what Khalil Green was like as a teammate. So that is available right now on YouTube and on all podcast platforms. This episode is also brought to you by Gaglion Bros. Famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. They are located in Mission Gorge, Point Loma, and GaglionBros.com. That's their website. You can view their entire menu uh, at that website, their locations, the phone numbers to contact if you have any questions. At Peco Park, some great garlic fries and cheesesteaks. Will you be enjoying some garlic fries and cheesesteaks at Peco Park with Juan Soto in a Padre uniform? Maybe. I personally would not get my hopes up if you are a San Diego Padres fan on this topic, on Juan Soto potentially being a San Diego Padre. I just don't think that it's going to happen. But before I get to my thoughts on that, I'll lay out the whole topic here. Why did this come about? All right. So this morning, Buster only of ESPN reported that the Nationals may be, quote, compelled, end quote, to trade their all-star megastar outfielder Juan Soto ahead of the August 2nd trade deadline if the Washington Nationals cannot find any progress on a possible extension. Juan Soto is going to be a free agent after the 2024 season. So The Nationals' price tag, like it probably should be, is going to be, quote, really high, end quote, according to that ESPN report. Soto would be available to the Padres or any team that acquires him for three pennant races because the end of this year, 2023, and then 2024 before he hits free agency. Um, So that's the situation right now, Juan Soto's contract, all of that. You got to remember in February, there was a report out by ESPN as well that Juan Soto turned down a 13-year, $350 million contract extension from the Washington Nationals. So this is a, uh, it was about $27 million average annual value per year. So what that tells me is Juan Soto is looking to get paid. He is really going to get paid here. There's been reports that Juan Soto might be the first $400 million man in terms of like free agency or something like that. I've seen that floated around. 500 is a little bit of a stretch. I mean, Mike Trout, I think, is a better player than Juan Soto. But Mike Trout was also also an extension and not uh, out of free agency. And if Soto hits free agency, which it seems like that's what's going to happen if no trade happens, if there's a trade, I think that 
it only makes sense for the Padres to acquire Juan Soto if they're going to extend him. Because that really high price tag that the Nationals are going to demand, that's not going to work for the Padres just to see Juan Soto walk. If I was A.J. Perler, if I was Peter Seidler, or anyone in that front office, I would not acquire Juan Soto to have him just for three pennant races. And that might sound stupid. Like, Ben, this is the time for the Padres to win. Of course you want Juan Soto. Yeah, of course I want Juan Soto too. I agree with that point. But if you're just going to trade away C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Robert Hassel III, which is what it's going to take. Look, the Padres didn't want to trade C.J. Abrams to the Pirates for Brian Reynolds. You think that the Nationals are going to be okay not getting C.J. Abrams back? No, they're going to make C.J. Abrams the corner piece in that deal. You think that the Padres are going to just get Juan Soto without having to give up Mackenzie Gore? No, they're going to have to give up Mackenzie Gore. And guess what? That's not a smart idea for the Padres right now. Sean is a free agent at the end of the year. Mike Clevenger is a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, Joe Musgrove, I hope he's not going to be a free agent, but as of right now, he's a free agent at the end of the year. So that's three out of the five guys in the rotation right now that are free agents at the end of the year. If Nick Martinez continues to pitch well, he can opt out. He has a player. He, it's a total player-friendly contract of him. It's a one-year deal, essentially, every year that he signed to the Padres. If he has a good year, he's gone. So guess what? That's four of the five starters that will be gone in the rotation uh, if we're just judging on their play and if the Padres can't bring any of them back. So that leaves Blake Snell and you, Darvish, and then Gore. If you trade Gore, that's only Darvish and Snell. And Darvish and Snell, let me remind you, they're free agents after next year. So all of a sudden here, yeah, you get Juan Soto, but if you trade Gore in that and you, worst case scenario, you can't bring back those starting pitchers and then Snell doesn't live up to his contract and you don't want to bring him back and Darvish decides to sign somewhere else, you don't have a rotation. So all of a sudden, your rotation comes the best in baseball, in my opinion, to nothing real quick. So who cares if you have Juan Soto if you don't have pitching? You know? The reason why the Padres right now are in second place and they're definitely in a playoff spot and they're on pace for over 100 wins and 10 games over 500 right now is partly, and a big reason, because of their starting rotation. The offense has been up and down. It, it was playing pretty well at the beginning of the year, and then Profar hasn't hit as well, right? Kim has done better, but really, is Kim going to hit 40 home runs a year like Tatis? No. Hosmer, yeah, he's been doing well. Manny's been doing well. But what after that? They just got Cano. You think you're going to rely on Cano to have every day at bats and all of a sudden become the Cano of 2009? No. This offense, yeah, you get Juan Soto. Okay, that's going to improve the offense. But it does not matter how great your offense is if you do not have starting pitching. And right now, the Padres have the starting pitching. And Gore in the future and right now is going to be a big part in that pitching. And so you are not giving up Mackenzie Gore in a possible trade with the Nationals if I was A.J. Preller. Not going to happen. Hang up the phone. I understand that Juan Soto is arguably the best hitter in baseball. I don't think he is, but he's right up there, top three. Okay? But the Padres, what do they have in the minor league system that's going to say, yeah, okay, we can just bring them on. We can just bring these prospects on in here to come replace Musgrove, Clev, Manaya, Darvish, and Snow in a couple years. They don't have anyone. So my point is you bring you trade you bring in Juan Soto. Okay, 
then guess what? You have to pay $30 million a year for Manny, $20 million a year for Musgrove if you're going to keep him. Let's say you don't. Or no, no, no. Let's, let's say you keep Musgrove. You don't bring back Manaya and you don't bring back Clevenger. Okay, now you have a rotation, and let's say Martinez leaves because that's probably what's going to happen because he's pitching pretty well. Let's say he leaves. He's on the open market, whatever. He's gone. So now your rotation is you, Darvish. It's Blake Snell, who some people want to run out of town already. I'm not ready to do that, but it's Darvish, it's Snell, it's Musgrove, and it's Gore, right? Okay, that's a pretty good rotation for next year, but what about the year after that? I don't think Snell and Darvish are both going to stay after next year. Okay, so now you have Musgrove and Gore. Who's up after that? Silence, right? I mean, they don't have really anyone in the minor league system that can be a McKenzie Gore type starter. That's not A.J. Preller's history. A.J. Preller's history is trading for the Shamanias of the world and trading for the Joe Musgroves of the world. And maybe you could say that he'll do that if Manaya and Clev walk and Darvish and Snell aren't here in a couple years. Okay, I'll buy that argument, but it, the reason why the Padres were able to acquire Snell and acquire Darvish and stuff like that is because they had that strong farm system. Their farm system is not as strong as it was. And so I know I'm not really talking a whole much about Juan Soto specifically right now, but I'm talking about the effects of trading for Juan Soto because I don't think that the Padres would be smart to trade for Juan Soto. You trade away Abrams and Gore, who can help you for the next six years. Maybe you have to trade Hassel too, who you probably envision being your starting center fielder for the future. You trade away all of that. Okay, you have Soto for three years, for three pennant races. Okay, you're going to be able to afford this? And I guess, yes, they'll be able to afford it. But in terms of being a complete team, you're going to be able to for, afford all these big contracts and go get pitching? I don't think so. You're going to be able to afford $30 million of Manny, $20 million a year of Musgrove, assuming that they have Musgrove, $24 million a year for Tatis, and $40 million for Soto? Because Soto, it seems like he's trying to get 40, $400 million. And we know that there's going to be a team out there that's going to give him that $400 million if the Nationals don't do that or if the Padres don't do that. Or if the Toronto Blue Jays don't do that, you know it's going to happen because a team's going to be desperate. They're going to say, hey, this Juan Soto guy, this guy's like Ted Williams. He's the face of the franchise. This will be huge. This will totally improve our lineup. And they will go spend on him. The New York Yankees are an example. The Los Angeles Dodgers have money coming out of their butt every single year. So it's going to happen. I think he'll get $400 million. How much more will he get? Over 400, that's a different discussion for another day. But you're going to be able to pay a combined $114 million with if you keep Musgrove and you keep Soto because there's not a strong chance right now of them keeping Musgrove if they continue to lowball him. He's going to get $20 million a year from someone. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. Who cares what ESPN says about their powers? They might not have him as you know, the top, a top three starter in baseball right now, but I guarantee you other teams do in terms of free agents next year after this season. So you're going to spend a, a combined $114 million. If you have to give Soto $40 million a year after this extension, or if he wants an extension, excuse me, after the trade, if he wants an extension, you're going to have to give him $40 million a year. That's a combined $114 million for four players. How else are you going to improve your roster when you don't have great starting pitching in the farm system? Your prospects, you're just trading them away every year. Who are their best prospects right now that they are willing to give away? 
They're willing to give away James Wood for three pennant races at Juan Soto. I don't know if they're willing to do that. Joshua Mears, how much value does he have right now? The Padres took him off of the high A roster. He's on the developmental list or whatever that is. So they just don't have as strong of a farm system as they did, let's say, three years ago. If it was like three years ago, two years ago, and this discussion came up and Juan Soto was in the trade market and had three more pennant races left, okay, maybe they might have they might make that decision and say, okay, yeah, we still have that strong farm system. But that's not the case right now. So money-wise, I think it's going to be hard to keep him. Um, Toronto, I haven't looked deep into their farm system, but I'm pretty sure that they have a deeper farm system than the Padres right now. And I'd be more concerned. I might, I know this might not, uh, this might sound stupid, right? Ben, you want to keep Musgrove over Juan Soto? Are you kidding me? Juan Soto is a top five player in the league. I understand that. But in terms of building a complete team, I don't know. I, I think I'd rather have Musgrove because I see the starting rotation. I see the pitching in the farm system. Most of those guys are relievers. Are you going to count on Michelle Baez to come back into the rotation or Jose Castillo to come back in the rotation uh, if Martinez and Clev and Manaya leave? I don't, I don't think I would do that. How about when Snell and Darvish are gone? You know, maybe that's just me being the pessimistic Padre fan and things. If, if they get Soto, they're not going to be able to capitalize it because it's they need a complete team. But that's just my immediate thoughts on this when I look at this deal and that the, the Nationals are motivated, they might be motivated to move Soto before the August 2nd deadline if they can't get an extension done, you know, or get progress on an extension. And I, I realize their stance on that, but I just don't know if that's, I'm not, I'm not going to go as far and say Juan Soto is not a fit. Of course he's a fit. It's Juan freaking Soto. This guy's a seven win player last year, but in terms of building a complete team, I don't know if that's the best option for the Padres. They have Robert Hassel III, who would cost a lot less. I know he's not Juan Soto. No one is, except maybe Mike Trout and maybe Fernando when he stays healthy. But they have Robert Hassel III coming in the farm system. You'll have him under contract for six years. You don't want to pay him $40 million a year. You'll be able to keep C.J. Abrams, who you develop. You feel like he's going to have a big impact on this team when he gets after he gets these consistent at bat uh, in AAA, and you still have James Wood. Those are three big prospects that will be making minimum salary for years to come instead of having to pay Juan Soto forty million dollars. Or when you acquire him, having this big thing over your head saying, you know, all these headlines on MLB Network and all of these pundits on ESPN and stuff, or not punt, the writers, because they don't really cover baseball on ESPN. Um, just They're just going to be saying, oh, are the Padres going to extend Juan Soto? Do you want that hanging over your head? Do you, or do you want Robert Hassett III and C.J. Abrams and James Wood making minimum? You know, And you have a, very, a much better chance at keeping Musgrove and bringing back either Manaya or Clevenger. I'm probably going to lean towards that. So... I really want you guys to give me your thoughts in the comments on social media at Talking Friars on uh, at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Let me know what you think. This is episode 165 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Don't worry, I'm not done yet. I usually end it with that. I'm not done yet. We're like 15 minutes in. Um, just some other points 
you know, Washington right now, from their point of view, they're 12 and 26 as I record this. They're not going to be a World Series contender. I was kind of confused that they even signed Nelson Cruz. You know, he seemed rumored to be the Padres or the Dodgers. And so Cruz could be available for the Padres at the deadline. And it's like a one year thing, right? I think he has a club option or, or some or a player option. It could be like a one year deal for the Padres. They could upgrade it that way if Cano, you know, doesn't isn't on the roster. They they could do it that way. Or Voigt gets hurt, something happens there. For for the national for, for the Padres, that might be a better trade option than Juan Soto. When you really consider everything. But the Nationals, yeah, of course they'll be looking to trade Juan Soto if they can't get an extension done. Because this is something that can hold back your franchise for years and years and years and years if you don't get something back for Juan Soto. The Red Sox, right, with the Mookie Betts deal, they weren't going to bring him back. They had the money. The Red Sox said that they wanted to get under the luxury tax. That's not what you do for Mookie Betts, sorry. But with the Red Sox, they got back Jeter Downs. They got back Alex Verdugo, right? They got back some good pieces that can help them, right? And that was probably their best offer. The Nationals, they're going to want something. They're going to want Mackenzie Gore, a major league ready starter. They're going to want C.J. Abrams, a major league ready, probably infielder or yeah, shortstop because they don't have Trey Turner there anymore, right? And Keyboom's not really working out like he, what like they envisioned, right? So they're going to be looking for big league ready guys and then some top star prospects. And that's Robert Hassel. And yeah, is Robert Hassel the third Juan Soto? No, I totally understand that. But in terms of building a complete team, having cheap guys that can really impact your team at a young age, those guys are going to be out the window if you get Juan Soto. And so I'm looking at it perspective of we have Manny, we have Tatis, right? We have Grish or not Grisham. We have a hassle coming up. I believe in Abrams that he's going to bounce back after consistent at bats. Mackenzie Gore just threw three shutout innings in relief of Clevenger, and he was pitching really well in the rotation before he went to the bullpen for this time around the rotation. Ruben Niebla has really, really helped out Mackenzie Gore. He's it seems like he's saved right now from where he was. So I'm not going to give up on him. I'm not going to give up on Abrams. I'm not going to give up on Hassel. And I'm not going to give up on James Wood, who could be who could be their center fielder. It could be Hassel or Wood. I think Hassel and Wood, those are your future right and center fielders or left or center field and, and center field. And then you got Abrams in right field if Hosmer's still on the team at first. And if Hosmer continues to play well, then there you go. You got a pretty dang good offense. With Cronenworth, you add that to that, you know? And Camposano, I want them to give him consistent at-bats at the big league level. You can bring in Nola if you want him to pinch it late in games. If you need, if there's like a big situation where you need a contact play, okay, you can pinch it Nola there. But I think Camposano, give him a chance. Don't give him 12 at-bats and send him down. But they have a good – I think they're gonna, they can have a solid offense even without Juan Soto. But if you bring in Juan Soto in and you pay him $40 million a year on an, on an extension and you trade away Abrams and hassle a goal and because of Soto's contract, you can't bring back Manaya or Clevenger. And I don't know if that really makes you a better complete team. 
Maybe I'm wrong, but that's my viewpoint on it. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any other thing. Um, yeah, I don't see much else on it. I just wanted to give my quick thoughts on that. I know it's not like an hour podcast episode, but I wanted to make this available to the podcast audience as well because it's a big topic that it's definitely going to be discussed. And sure, there's going to be a lot of hypothetical trade scenarios and all that, but you know the Blue Jays are going to be doing that as well. And I think here, we'll look up. Let's look up if I can work All right, I'm back. All right, so the Blue Jays farm system. I'm trying to look. The Padres is 17th according to MLB Pipeline before the season. Oh, because they're the Blue Jays is 21st, so they're probably because of the promotions of guys. But with Soto, they could probably give up like Cavon Biggio and all that. Uh, to get a deal done. All right. My Wi-Fi is totally bugging out here, so I'm going to end it. Episode 165 of the Talking Friars Podcast YouTube show. I'm Ben Fan, your host. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you later.